Um, welcome to the Grow Your Solar Business Podcast, and I am on today with our guest, Marshall Manley, not Monley, uh, just in case you guys were wondering. M-A-N-L-E-Y, even though, yes, I am Manley. Manly, yes. Um, <laughs> so I've known Marshall for, I feel like we've been around each other on the internet for at least as long as I've been in the solar industry. Uh, it's been a while, man. And Apex, I know you've been in Apex for in Apex. longer than me, but I've been in for four or five years. Yeah. I was 2018, 2019. I can't remember. Time flies when you're <laughs> something. Um, cool. Well, Marshall, I know you run uh, a solar company with your business partner. Uh, known as Optimum Energy Group. Correct. Um, you're based out of Utah, which mm -hmm. is a safe... I could have probably guessed that, and it would have been a safe guess in the solar <laughs> industry. A lot of companies come out of Utah, man. A lot of, lot of solar business. Uh, yeah, a lot of people in solar out of Utah. And for the record, by the way, it recently we changed the name from Optimum Solar Group to Optimum Energy Group as we are adding more energy efficiency products like windows and insulation, yeah. stuff like that. So um, it's been a good uh, good transition and my business partner is mainly heading up the window division right now. Cool. And do you guys, um, we'll get into like your background and stuff in a second, but do you guys operate sure. in Utah? Yeah, we do operate in Utah, but I would say that our main market is uh, Minnesota. Okay. The other Canada. It's very close. Our The areas that we do are definitely northern Minnesota, a yeah. um, couple, couple hours away from the border. So. Very nice. Yeah. So you, yep, you and I met in Apex going to say 2018 2019 i'm thinking it was early 2019 but yeah it's probably around then and for those who don't know apex is like a business i don't know what what, what, what do we call apex it's a business networking uh, group networking group is what we're supposed to call it now i think <laughs> don't want to get in trouble um so for just for my clarity you were in solar then how long were you How'd you get your start in the solar or I'm so, sorry, energy business? So I was in the home health and hospice world as a marketer for nine years. And then one of my coworkers left and got into the solar industry. And when I found out, you know, the kind of money that he was making, knowing what he was making prior, um, it was really uh, intriguing to me. And... You know, but at the same time, I was, I was enjoying a secure job with a salary and bonuses and some commission opportunities, you know. And so um, I really wanted to make the jump, but going into all commission from a salaried position was very scary as I had kids and, you know, a wife and a family to take care of. Um, so I kind of transitioned into the industry slowly. Um, I, I ended up joining the company that he, that he was with called Synergy Power here in Utah. It was just a local, local company and, um, just kind of started doing some self-gen 
bringing in some sales and kind of proving myself. And then once I started getting leads, you know, in-house leads and things like that, and and I had a consistent closing, yeah, you know, had consistent commissions coming in, I decided to take the the plunge and go all in, which was around 2017. 17. Um, so... I have many dad jokes about the solar industry, but one I use a lot is solar years are kind of like dog years. So, you know, 2017 is fairly respectable. <laughs> I would say. Definitely not, uh, you know, like my business partner's been in for like 12 years. You know, he started yeah. back in like 2000. Gosh, I don't even know what year that would be. 11. Yeah. Something like, like that. Once you meet somebody who's been in the solar industry more than 10 years, you're kind of like, oh, like, like he was like the beginning of legacy, you know, good boy. Yeah. Like, so he's been there for a long time. He's been there for longer than me, but uh, definitely getting up there in, in age in the, in the yeah. solar industry for sure. Oh, that's cool. So you guys work in Utah and you sell in Wisconsin. Um, we do so Wisconsin we... too, actually. So we have an Wisconsin office based in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, since you said that, I, I, it's a very small part of of Wisconsin, yeah. like the top left corner, Superior area. I lumped um, them together in my head. No, you're good. I'm gonna get canceled. Yeah. So I guess Wisconsin is on our list, but our main, our main, our main, you know, market is definitely uh, uh, Minnesota. Oh, good. Don't cancel me, uh, Solar Pros <laughs> in Wisconsin. <laughs> if all three of you are offended just just send me a dm i'll make it right. <laughs> um so <laughs> for those who are not from utah and are from wisconsin just send me an email after the show um so that's a pretty far uh drive to go knock a door in uh, minnesota <laughs> from utah how how the heck are you yeah doing, so, doing so uh, far away? that's a funny that's kind of a funny story so i was with that that utah-based company synergy power for about four years um got myself to the top rep status you know um then they sold yep. and the the guys who came in kind of ran it into the ground literally but before they ran it into the ground um i was already working for multiple companies because I wasn't getting the amount of leads that I wanted because it was just getting yeah. spread out to everybody. What year was so, this? What was that? What year was this? Um, gosh, this was like 2019. Yeah. Around. Cause 2019, it was really, remember there was those solar brokers and like mm -hmm. get on with so many people. And so I kind of did that. So yeah. my main company was synergy power in Utah. And then I, I reached out to uh, uh, you. You know Michael Copeland, I believe. Yeah, he's also an Apex. So I was working with him, selling solar on the East Coast in Maryland, Virginia, Washington D.C. So I had income coming in from that area, from Utah. I even got a, a position with Soljan with Chris Lee. Oh. Um, so I was working for multiple companies at the same time, which was really cool, and. Um, right around the time when Synergy Power sold and the new guys came in. And um, I, uh, I I had adopted a, a different type of selling, which I'll get into in a, in a moment with you. Um, but 
I ran into a guy in, oh, actually, was it starting to get everything mixed up here? I got introduced to a guy uh, by the name of Matt Crowell, who is now my my business partner. And he he sold a company in Utah, uh, or actually exited the partnership in Utah and had a two-year non-compete. And he found out that there was all these good rebates and like there was one-to-one net metering in Minnesota. So he started selling up there with Empire Solar Group yep. um, as the, you know, EPC dealer. You know, he was the, you know, whatever you want to call it. So uh, when I was looking for yet another company to kind of join, he he brought me in and uh, I kind of laughed at him when I said, bro, you're selling in Minnesota? Yeah. Like, you can sell solar there, bro? Like, are you serious? So it's kind of like that conversation too. And then he taught me about everything there. You know, the net metering policies were are, were and are still amazing. Um, rebates are amazing up there. Um, and so one thing led to another. And I and he said, you know, hey, I don't want to be giving you leads and stuff. If you're working for all these other companies, I want you 100% with me. So uh, the other opportunities kind of fizzled out and I went all in with Optimum yeah. Solar Group in Minnesota. Yes. And... Uh, should I continue with the details on how that all kind of happened? <laughs> yeah, we can. It is, uh, yeah. Let's let's keep going. I, I know. Well, let me back up a little bit. Yeah. When I was uh, when I was selling solar in Utah with Synergy Power, you know, I was driving all over the place, and uh, you know, I was getting leads just hours away. And it just kind of, it starts taking a toll on you, you know? You got to work nights, you got to work weekends. And I started getting leads from the company like four hours away. Hmm. So I was talking to my manager at the time and I was like, like, do you expect me to drive all the way down there? And like, you know, he's like, no, just, you know, call them or whatever, see how, see what their interest level is. Cause we did install statewide. Yeah. But um, I was already kind of just getting burned out of driving around everywhere, you know, selling deals, losing deals, you know, the whole roller yeah. coaster. And um, so I started to call these con call these leads that were hours away. And I would just like say, hey, you know, we're up here in Salt Lake. You're down there. How about I just email you the quote and we can just talk about it over the phone. So one thing led to another and I started closing deals over the phone and I'm like, dude, why am I going, why am I driving everywhere and doing these things? You know, I'm trying to run my own, my own ads at this time as well with uh click funnels. Yeah. And uh, I invested in, um, what's that guy's name? Um, second, uh, solar business owners and sales managers. If you have door to door reps with you in the car, you might want to plug their ears for this upcoming segment. You probably you. should, dude. You probably should. Um, but what, what, what's that? Uh, what's that guy's oh, name? Um, Murphy. Yeah, yeah. So I bought his program, and I was running my own leads, and I was doing the click funnel things. All the while, I'm still going into people's homes and driving around and closing deals, you know, yeah. hours away. And one day, I had a question for the click funnels team. I was on like the lowest tier of support, you know. Yeah. So they sent me an email response with a video and I clicked on it and they, the guy just went through, he's like, Hey, you need to click here. And he just showed me on a video on a recorded video screen share, um, what I needed to do 
to fix that thing on my funnel. And I just thought that was the most brilliant way to show me instead of telling me over the phone or texting me or messaging me on email. So my phone call closings ended up going into Loom videos. So I started closing deals by sending Loom videos to people. And, you know, I keep the videos to like five to seven minutes and I just go over the whole presentation. It's like a Zoom call, but nobody's on the other line. And I'm just going through it. And uh, again, started closing deals with Loom videos. And now I'm closing deals in-house over the phone and with Loom videos. So at the beginning of 2018, um, I... uh, had a call. Sorry, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but I jumped all in, man. People were telling me that you couldn't do solar without working nights and weekends and all that stuff. And I said, all right, come 2018, I'm going to go all in on closing over the phone and closing over Loom videos. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I did and uh, have rarely ever stepped in foot, stepped inside of a home um, ever since. So I do all the closing and then, you know, our team and our sales guys, and I've taught them how to do this as well. I'm still in, I'm very active in the sales process. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm happy to share with you, you know, how, what the process looks like, but essentially I send them a video, yeah. uh, loom, loom software tells me when they watched it, how much they watched. And then I follow up. And I get another phone call and say, hey, what kind of questions do you have for me? And uh, did a little bit of Zoom. You know, one, when, when COVID happened, I kind of jumped on the Zoom bandwagon, yep. which I, which I um, quickly jumped abandoned because I just yeah. felt like I was back into the same, the same reason why I went to the phone calls and the Loom videos was so I can do everything on my time. I can work a sure. nine to five make multiple six figures and not have like the burnout of working nights and weekends, you know? And, um, so yeah, got some other details I can share with you, but, uh, I'll stop yeah. there for now. No, that was probably handy. Um, virtual sales came. I can't remember what that thing was that happened in 2020. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, the, the slipping the, my mind. Yeah. I that remember... illness that went around that we shall not name pajamas, ice cream, lots of sitting on the couch. I can't remember. It's all a, all a blur. No, that was a wild time. Um, so you guys kind of hopped on virtual earlier and I have met, um, some people, uh, doing the loom videos, which uh, I've swore me to secrecy. So I never asked a lot of questions, but <laughs> I always thought it was a really interesting idea. You know, as a marketer, I would love for somebody um, to say, hey, Josiah, here's a hundred grand. Because I, I always thought, I love your, I love this approach. My, my idea to selling solar on a mass scale was how do you train your reps? You train your reps is that the first 15 to 20 minutes of their pitch is the same every time. Mm-hmm. Which just screams to me webinar. 
like <laughs> pre-recorded webinar, drive traffic to that part and then have a button or a calendar sign up where everybody goes like, okay, no, I understand it. This makes sense. Then you're only sending designs to those people mm -hmm. who already like watched it, got the gist of it. Mm -hmm. And then you're going basically, Hey, interested person. Yeah. Then send those people loom, right? Like I, yeah, I always thought so I have... it was very interesting. Yeah. So I have a discovery call, yep. right? Lead comes in discovery call. I really, you know, for myself and our team, we, we highly qualify them during this call, let them know, Hey, we're going to send you a video. Um, will you watch? We commit them to watching the video and to let us know their thoughts after they watch the video. And if they'd like to have a follow-up call after, and so I would say that 99.9% .9 of all of my closes are on follow-up. Sure. So I can also tell you that we have 0% cancellation yep. um, because they're not being pressured to close now or never. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never, I was never really comfortable with that, which, which is why I adopted this so quickly when it stopped working, you know? Yeah. So it's a, it's a very different approach. And, what, um, what would you say mm -hmm. like from discovery call to close? Do you guys have an average window? Yeah. Um, I would say that average would probably be three weeks. Yeah. From discovery call. I mean, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a month, sometimes it's a couple days, sometimes it's over a month. You know, it's really all over the board, just depending sure. on where somebody's at, because, you know, you have the right now customer, the coming soon and and the maybe, right? The someday. Mm -hmm. And so really I'm working with the right nows and the coming soon. Yep. And then, you know, I put them on a follow-up for so later. Put an expiration so, date on the quote. I'm guessing this is good for... That too. And we use high level and we use a good amount of, of, um, you know, AI and, and automation for follow-up as well. Yeah. And so, but yeah, man, it's definitely a very unique approach. I read a book back in 2018 when I really went all in on solar, I had a, I, I was listening to a similar solar podcast like you have. And I don't know if you've heard of this guy. I ha I've been following him a little bit on Facebook over the years. Um, his name is Parker Winder. I don't even think yeah. he's in the solar industry anymore, but yeah. I, I heard him on a podcast and I reached out to him on Facebook. He was doing some coaching and stuff. And I said, hey man, 30 minutes of your time and I'll pay you 150 bucks or whatever. I just want to pick your brain, but I don't want to be one of those guys that just that spams your yeah. DMs saying, hey, can I pick your brain? I always offer someone some type of compensation for their time yep. and he blew my mind dude that was the beginning of like everything for me mm. and uh he recommended a book called the 12 week year okay. the 12 week year just again blew my mind about you know making the big hairy bodacious goals and then backing into it to daily actions sure you know so for someone who has a whole year, right, it takes a while to ramp up and then you get to the end of the year and you start slowing down. Well, you, you, you make that into four, four periods, yeah. you know, four quarters, right? Quarterly. So a part of the book taught me how to track everything and get ratios. Mm. So my ratios have 
have stayed true for the last five years. I know exactly how many videos I need to send out to close X amount of deals. And it's, it's staying steady at 25% close ratio with videos. Over five years. Over five years, man. I, I keep track of it regularly. I know, all right, if I'm going to close, Wait, you know, Marshall, X of deals isn't this the month, solar industry down 40% this year? Are you telling me? Oh yeah. I mean, so we had very similar numbers. We were lower in our numbers yeah. this year overall, but my yeah. ratio stayed the same. Stay true. Mm -hmm. So where would you say you saw your dip in acquisition cost, like getting the leads? Um, your question is, where did we see the changes? Yeah, like if your ratio stayed true oh, on closing. So my acquisition cost stayed the same. My closing ratio stayed the same. It was more of like we had less leads this year. Mm. You know, um, cost so lead cost our, our lead cost, cost of leads went up. went up. So acquisition cost did rise because the cost of leads. No, okay. it did. Technically, it did, but um, it was where we wanted it to be. Sure. And so. So again, those things kind of came to a head. The, the, I, I jumped all in on the on the Loom videos and the phone calls. I actually yeah. don't even really do any closing over the phone for years. Yeah. I haven't really done that anymore. It's all been Loom. And um, yeah, man, just kind of just following my numbers, just making sure I track everything. And so it's really easy to know, okay, my numbers are down this month. Well, that makes sense because I didn't present as much as I wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a different approach, but it's working for, it's working for us. Yeah. And for those of you guys listening from home and not watching this live, um, Marshall's so committed to looms. This whole podcast is actually a loom and I'm just interjecting my voice and pausing it <laughs> uh, as the podcast goes. It's pretty incredible. Um, so Marshall, you, uh, we talked about something a little before the show started. I want to back up a little bit. So um, there are some people I'm sure in this podcast that heard the name of a certain installer and their ears might have perked mm. up or down, depending on their relationship with them earlier. Um, mm. I don't have, um, I'm a lot more sympathetic, I think, to situations like this than I was when everything sure. was going down, but. Um, it, it sounds like you guys had, uh, some volume going with empire a, a, around the time. Yeah. I think, uh, there were a few bumps. Uh, yeah. So, so soon after I joined the, you know, optimum solar group in Minnesota with now my, my now business partner, Matt, um, we were with, uh, we were selling deals and basically passing them off to empire solar group. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, things were rocky for a while with customer service and things. And we thought that they turned a corner and uh, I'm sure those of you listening that have been in the industry for a little while, I think this happened around, what was it? Late 20, was it 2021? No. Yeah. 2020. I can't remember. 20, early 21. But, um, but yeah, everything kind of came down, you know, we were using them in Utah. We were using them in Minnesota and everything came crashing down to a halt. We had like 30 plus deals in the pipeline. 
Mm. Um, I had just taken like a $25,000 deposit for somebody for a very large system, like the week prior yeah. that had already been given to them. Um, and so anyways, yeah, everything came crashing down. The only saving grace was that we were working with kind of a local small installer in the area as well that, yeah. that empire didn't service that area in Minnesota. And so that was the only saving grace for us. Otherwise we would have been, we would have gone under as well. Mm. Um, so everybody left the company, you know, everything came crashing down right around the same time. My business partner was going through a divorce. So mm. his whole world was just coming in on him. Yeah. I was the only one that stayed and just said, Hey man, you go do what you got to do from your business. At, at mm -hmm. Optima. Yeah. So at the time I'm just an employee, right? I'm just a, kind of a sure. 1099 with him, but um, so he, 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 he was kind of checked out, you know, with the whole, the collapsing of that company and, and, you know, his divorce that he was going through. So I went all in on this little installer partner that we had already been working with. And, um, we decided at that point that we were not going to let another company manage the money. The only way that we were going to continue as a sales org is that if we kind of build a hybrid model. So currently with our partner here in Utah and our partner in Minnesota, we have actually a couple partners in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, we have negotiated with them a uh, installation fee based on the size of the system and adders and things like that. So they bill us. So we have all the financing in house. Um, we so purchase all the equipment installers bill you mm -hmm. the sales work. Yep. So we get billed. So we, we collect all the money from the finance companies, the cash deposits. Yeah. We control everything. The whole, we do all the permitting. We do all the design. We do everything except the actual installation. So once it's time to get installed, we, we talk to the installer, we order the equipment, we deliver it to the yeah. installer location. And so it's definitely a little bit of a hybrid, uh, I guess a, it's definitely a hybrid model because you, you either you either see like the whole, you know, solar yeah. sales org. They just sell the deal like we were with Empire. Yeah. And then you have Empire that does the installation and all the permitting and design right. and all that stuff. So we're like, we're not going to let that happen ever again. Yeah. And you're let like someone else control, you know, grown up responsible sales org in the world. <laughs> it sounds like like it's. Like a, yeah, so uh, and we have a great relationship with our guys. We pay quickly, and hmm. they're happy. We're happy, and uh, we also are able to control all the communication because I'm sure a lot of you guys listening right now can relate that when you pass on a deal, you care about these people. You know, most of us do. You know, and then when when the communication just isn't there, and you have no idea what's going on, and and we're able to control everything and it's just such yeah. a breath of fresh air, you know? I remember working my first job in the solar industry was out of sales work. And uh, I remember we had our EPC would update our deals in a Google sheet, I believe was the system. There was a list of customer names and there were columns. And so we would kind of track our deals in there. And I remember we, I think there were only four or five of us, like we were door knocking all self gens, but we hired somebody specifically to manage communication of the installs. And it was like, 
I remember talking to the owner and I was like, Hey man, like, so we're, my, my understanding from that conversation is that we were, we were hiring somebody cause the install company didn't have their crap together. Like <laughs> we were hiring somebody on our end to cover inefficiencies in the EPC, which I actually think they heard they went out of business this year, which is <laughs> happening a lot. Nuts. Solar coaster, man. Um, hey, Josiah, I want to share one last thing. Go ahead. Um, and, you know, I don't know who this might help or, you know, hopefully that's my goal is that this might help somebody. But in the very beginning, when I first started in 2017, you know, and it was kind of like a part-time thing. Yeah. One thing that was really hard for me was like losing a deal. It took me days to like get over the disappointment and the almost mm. like I felt like betrayed, you know, cause yeah. I felt like this customer was like going to go with us. And, and, uh, there was, there was a deal in my city. I live in Spanish Fork, Utah, and it was a yep. referral. This is where my whole solar career changed forever. And I want to just end yeah. on this and whatever other questions you might have for me. But, um, it was like a 15 KW man. I had already spent the commission in my mind, yeah. you know, it was going to be like a big one. Oh, and it was a referral from a customer in the neighborhood. I thought I had this in the bag, dude. Mm -hmm. And to find out that I lost it, it like took me a whole week to like recover from it mentally, you know? Mm -hmm. So some people are really good at just letting it, you know, slide off their, roll off their shoulders and just like go to the next one. But I wasn't a solar pro yet. I wasn't a sales pro yet. Um, so what I decided to do a part of, you know, going into the whole loom thing and, uh, proving everybody wrong about, you know, you have to work nights and weekends to make solar work. And I was like, all right, I'm going to work a nine to five. I'm going to do looms. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to become yeah. a pro. And what I did was very unique. And I've never heard of anyone doing this to this day. Um, you know, most of us have control over our commissions, right? We have red lines, sure. you know, things like that. And so I said, okay, I'm going to sell a hundred deals this year with the help of the 12 week year book, you know, and the advice that I got from Parker Winder. And I said, I'm going to take a flat commission on every deal, whether it's a 4KW or whether it's a 20KW, I'm going to take a flat commission of $2,000 <laughs> because in, in the end you're, you're doing the same amount of work, sure. no matter what the size of system is, you know? And so I wanted to take away the emotional aspect of these large commissions. Yeah. So if I lost a deal, I only lost two grand and it was so easy to just be mad about it for five minutes and then move on to the next one, you know? So I said, all right, I'm going to close a hundred deals this year and I'm not going to worry about these big commissions. I'm just going to take a flat 2000 each, which actually made me sell even more because I was cheaper than a lot of my competition. Right. Yeah. So, I ended up hitting over a hundred deals all at 2000 each Flat. Um, blew my goals out of the water. And I learned how to overcome, you know, the, the, the emotional roller coaster that is sales, sure. you know, what's well, yeah, that's great. So I think we've offended everybody from Wisconsin <laughs> who knocks doors and also <laughs> any realtors that might be accidentally listening to this podcast i've done so. things a lot a lot differently in this uh in this in the six seven years that i've been in the industry and uh 
So hopefully some of these things might might help guys out yeah. there that are having troubles with the the sales roller coaster and you know sick and tired I, of driving around all the, all over the place. I I think it is interesting. You know, when you say all work is the same, there was an analogy I used. The problem with running a marketing company is you end up hiring a lot of your people outside of the solar industry. Sometimes that's good because they bring new ideas into the fold. And sometimes it's bad because they don't quite understand how things work. And I remember it was two years ago, I had this employee, he's not with us anymore, but he was like asking a ton of questions and he was like, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying if the roof is facing the right direction, the solar company is going to charge you more. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, basically <laughs> it's like walking onto a car lot with the perfect credit score and uh, you're paying more money for being the perfect, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. So I, I love flat pricing. I think it makes sense. I think the way the way I've always thought about it is this, and this is not the story I tell my team, but mm -hmm. I think cost per acquisition, until some things start, people start doing things some radically new ways. I don't think we're going to see cost per acquisition in solar drop much further mm -hmm. than it is now. And uh, what is your, uh, out of curiosity, what have you been seeing as uh, a cost of acquisition on a customer? Like two to $2,500 nationwide, lower in some markets. So mine, markets. mine has been on average this last year, my average cost of acquisition was about 1100 Yep. Honey hole market. And but we had some guys, it. we had some guys that were well over what you said and we had to let them go. Yeah. This is a different year. It's a different year. For sure. I had, I struggled training some new guys because interest rates are higher. Like I'm learning how to sell with higher interest yeah. rates, you know? And so I was learning, how can I train these new guys, you know, on how to do it too when I've been in the industry for so much longer than them. Yep. So Overall, cost of acquisition for the new guys is way higher than we could afford. Mm. So, but I was able to keep ours at, you know, my, my, yeah, I was able to keep it's, mine at the regular where we want it to be. Interesting. And cost per acquisition is rising. Equipment cost isn't getting cheaper. Bank fees aren't getting cheaper. Sounds like you guys might have found some creative ways. We're, we're using a lot of uh, local credit unions. Yeah. Uh, man, dealer fees are a whole different podcast, bro. What is completely out of line, I think, long-term for the solar industry is probably the commission part. And I think I've talked to some people who I think were a lot smarter than me that have moved to, we supply you with leads, we get a fat, flat fee. And it seems like that's kind of the trade-off, right? Mm -hmm. Like people can stomach the idea of a lower set commission mm -hmm. if they're getting leads, right? Cause it's, it's and all. If they're getting, and if they're getting paid, man. Yes. We see all the time on these Facebook forums, like I'm getting screwed by this company. Do you guys know who a lawyer, blah, yes. blah, blah. I actually learned a lot from the short period of time I was with Soljan. Yeah. I actually didn't really work with them for very long. 
I'm in a, I'm in a coaching group with Chris Lee now, actually. Yeah. So I love the guy, but I learned very quickly after I joined them that their commissions were far lower. They, they charged premium for their solar systems and charged very low because they brought in new people, trained them from the ground up and their yep. culture hmm. was number one, not commission. Commission was not the main reason why they stayed. They stayed because of culture. They got paid quick. They got paid. So definitely yeah. things are uh, changing on that front. Oh, it's wild. So it, uh, yeah, flat fee. Love it. Very innovative. I've had a lot of guests on this podcast. I've not heard one person say they love hiring from within the solar industry. So yeah, I, I think sounds like you guys got a great business and system running. Uh, at Optimum Energy Group. So, um, Marshall probably piqued the ears of some people listening and we'll go ahead and wrap up to a close. But if people are, uh, are you just dangling this loom information out in the open for free? If people want to learn more about your secrets, do you want them to contact you? You know, uh, that's, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to, uh, send them a loom to talk with people. Yeah. Send them a loom. Um, I was kind of kicking myself for a while, uh, before COVID man, I was like, I should, I should do a, a course, you know, on, on yeah. this and that. And I never, I never pulled the trigger on it. Hmm. Um, I do have, I've done this. I haven't done a podcast before, but I have done video interviews with Michael yeah. Copeland and with a couple other guys. And I, my, my inbox does tend to blow up a little bit. Um, and I don't have all the time in the world to be responding. And so I, when I, when I reached out to Parker Winder and offered him compensation for his time, he got back to me very quickly. So I'll just say that, that, you mm -hmm. know, time is time is money. I'm a very busy guy. And, uh, if you'd like to chat, I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, reach out to you. I just, I'm more open to uh, responding to people who are wanting to, uh, yeah, not, not just time. pick someone's brain, but compensate them for their time as well. Yeah, that's one of the worst messages you can get as a business owner. Like, uh, people that want to talk to you about disrupting the industry or picking your brain are about like in the same. I don't know. Same boat, in my opinion. It's kind of funny, um, man. Um, in the past, I have said, hey, you know, my, my time is very valuable. What's it worth to you? Here's my Venmo. Yeah. And, then they, and then they're gone. Just gone. Bye. So Peace. free advice. You know, all the advice I've ever gotten and, and has always come at a price, and it was way worse. What did you do if you knocked somebody's it? door? What was that? I said that? What would you do if you knocked somebody's door? And they gave you that response. Uh, what, 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 what would they be saying exactly in your like scenario? You're trying to pitch them solar and they're like, you can pitch me solar, but here's my Venmo. I'm a, I'm a busy man. That would be a funny one. I feel like I'd do it just for the, <laughs> my wife would not be happy, but I would definitely, I would have definitely done it for the pitch. It's interesting. Or, how about I send you a loom? Maybe that would be the answer. Um, cool. Well, Marshall, where can people find you online to not pick your brain? 
Uh, well, you know, I'm not really on Instagram very much. I do kind of do the whole Facebook post and then it goes to Instagram automatically. So I'm mainly on Facebook, Easy. Uh, Marshall Manley. You can find me. I don't think anybody else has my name. Um, again, if I have time, I'm happy to help you and uh, speak with you. Um, but time is definitely uh, very scarce these days and got to time is money. pick my battles. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on, brother. I appreciate you so much. We'll have you on again. And, appreciate uh, the opportunity, man. Yeah, see you later. Later, bro.